A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. The best way I can describe the game that the Rays played when they lost to the Baltimore Orioles 4 2 in game two of that three game series is with one player, and he's, he's a hell of a player, and he's had an MVP-like season for the Rays, Yandy Diaz. This is Yandy's night. <laughs> the dude hit into three, not one, not two, three double plays. He counted for six of the 27 outs Ouch. himself. Yeah. Ouch, babe. But, but they weren't done there. It wasn't just Yandy. No, they hit into four double plays. Just for good measure. Yandy with three. And the Rays lose four to two to the Baltimore Orioles with runners on every single inning of this game. Well, not only did they hit four double plays, they left nine runners on after four double plays. That's correct. That's right. Yeah. And and just couldn't buy a hit. Um or even, you know, if they got a guy to third base with less than one out, they couldn't get the sack fly. This was an interesting game in that I think what we saw, the the brilliance of the Baltimore Orioles is their bullpen. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they got some freaking arms down there, man, and some dudes that if you're going to if you're gonna clear the benches, don't do it against the Orioles. I'm just telling you. <laughs> they got some 6'8 guys, 6'6", six, 7'5", six, like, these are the biggest damn pitchers I think I've ever seen coming out of the bullpen, you know, throwing 100. I mean, just crazy stuff. And that's why, what was the stat I saw? Uh, I'm going to dig this out because, oh, so you know how good the Rays are when they lead, right? Mm-hmm. Especially after seven innings. How about this? The Orioles, I think, are now, I think it's 19-2. They were 18-2. They're they're nineteen and two, I think, after, when leading after seven innings. Only one that's better, maybe or equal to them, is the Rays. That's an incredible streak. Seven innings, and and believe me, the Rays had them on the ropes all day, all the way to the last out. They could not get anything across, and the only thing that really changed the game it was one swing of the bat by Adley Rushman, who hit who hit a curveball. 407 feet that looked like it was 477 feet. I I don't know how they measure these home runs. But honest to God, I would get out the tape and say, no, that it's more than 407. Are you kidding me? It was on Utah Street. First one he's ever hit out there. Dude's a good hitter. That put him up 3-1. to one. They score another run. Um, the Rays, meanwhile, only have two solo shots, basically. Um you know, and, and can we talk about, by the way, can we talk about what's up with Taylor Walls and the long ball these days? What, six on the year already? He's got six. He hit eight all of last year. Like, what is going on? Well, they must be what, cheating. What well, yeah, there you go. If you're in New York, you know what's going on. <laughs> by the way, right? those, guys or those guys doubled up on that today. Did they double down on it, really? Yeah. No proof, but we're sure they're cheating. I wonder if they lost since they lost the game. I wonder if they think they're less likely to cheat. I don't know. No, maybe because they got called out for cheating. That's why they lost, because they stopped cheating. 
That's a good point. You're not as comfortable. You don't. You just didn't. You know. You're without the beating. Of, and I. I. You know. You listen hard, but you can't hear like the the trash cans banging or anything like that. Um, Zach Eflin, by the way. I thought, with with the, uh, you know, the exception of maybe three pitches, that kind of just kind of sliders that just kind of drifted over the middle of the plate or too much of the plate. I thought he was good as he's ever been. You know, I, I mean, this dude is solid, man. He's just solid. I mean, the Pirates game the last time out before this one struck out 10, 7 looking, right? Um, in this game, four runs, seven hits. He strikes out four. But he just had one one inning. He got roughed up. That was it. And ultimately, that was all they needed. I I wouldn't feel bad if I'm the Rays. You didn't get your 30th win today or yesterday. You could get it today when the series wraps up. Then you got to go to the, you know, play the Yankees in the Bronx and then the Mets in Queens. So it's a long, long road trip. And, you know, the two teams play the same game tonight at 645. If the Rays win the series, that's huge for them. And they're playing, I think they're playing really, really good baseball. They just could not buy the one that they needed with, with all those runners in scoring position. And, Again, I think they're. I think the Orioles bullpen is really, really good. In fact, I know they are. Grayson well, Rodriguez, who started the game, was good too. We've talked about the sample size at this point. You're 37 games in, so mm-hmm. you're over 20 percent of the way through the season. So the Orioles sample size is is big too. They're the third yeah. best team in baseball. They're really good. Yeah, really good. I mean, there's there's look. You take two out of three in, in Baltimore. You take it and move on. That's all you need to do. That's it. Win series from here on out. You don't have to keep up this pace of 800 baseball. No. I mean, two out of three. If you meatloaf those every team from now on, you're going to have a ridiculous record. Mm-hmm. Be ridiculous. I mean, there's only two teams in baseball with a record above two out of every three. It's the Rays and the Braves. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. The Orioles are getting close. They're not there yet. But, but the Orioles are really good. This isn't the Orioles from a couple years ago that the Rays went 18-1 against. You're not going to go 18-1 against this team. Right, right, right. They've been rebuilding. They've got a lot of talent. I love Rushman at, as a catcher. He's good. He's a good hitter, too. Mm-hmm. Good kid. Um, you know, their pitching is, is good. I mean, I, I don't know if they're completely there yet, although, as we say, sample sizes, you're, you know, 37, 38 games in the season. Right. And they're doing well. Eflin no, pitched well, not well enough to win because you get, let a few pitches get away from him, but overall pitched well enough. And the amount of runners they had, you expect the race to win that game. Just couldn't yep. couldn't put the hits together in the right order. Right down to the last out. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally the last out you know, is, is a double play, and, and I mean, they were right there. So it would have been interesting to see if they could pull this out. And they were, you know, when you when you two runs down, is a bloop and a blast. And we're not mm-hmm. talking about coming from way back. Yeah. Oh, they also so, had what? Randy Rosarina got thrown out on the bases. So they left yeah. nine on, four double plays. A Rosarina, I mean, okay, the, amount of, the amount of base runners they had tonight was incredible for only scoring two runs. I don't even know how you do that, to be honest with you. You would figure that something would be put into play and you'd get a run across. But that's the kind of night it was, man. That's just the kind of night it was. And they'll bounce back and, and see if they can win a series, I, I, you know. I don't think it's going to linger too long with them. 
And you just have to know that those days are coming. I mean, the Orioles had lost three. You had won a ton in a row. It happens, you know. Nothing to hang your head about. Just got to get ready to play again. So I, I thought, on the whole, it was it was you know, it was the kind of game that the Rays are going to play. They're going to, they've been bashing teams for so long that I think we forget what a close game looks like. What a three to two, two to one, four mm-hmm. to three. You know, you forget that that's really the norm in this league. And especially for the Rays and the way they play, they keep teams alive and and don't bury them all the time. And that's you know that's sort of what happened today is is more along the lines of what we're used to, especially in the American League East. And they just came out on the wrong side of it. So they'll be back at it tomorrow, same time, six o'clock, six thirty-five first pitch. And then and you on the post game again. And me on the post game. Let me just say, okay, for those of you who, God bless you, I apologize, right, straight up. Um, that's an that's an intimidating circumstance. Like you're in the trop, um, you're watching the game. Well, first of all, for those who who weren't aware, Rick filled in on the Rays radio post game show on Tuesday night. We'll do so again Wednesday, as we all know Neil Solance has moved into Dave Will's chair as far as play-by-play, and they're looking for a new pre- and post-game show host. But in the meantime, they're having people fill in on the post-game so that Neil doesn't have to keep doing, you know, 18 jobs there. Right. So last night and again tonight, it was you filling in. I guess filling in is is probably the generous term you would would say it is (laughs) because, I don't know, it – I mean, I felt – it's different, right? So mm-hmm. the the Rays are are in Baltimore, and the sh- the the post game show is is done at the Trop. Um, and there's no one at the Trop, <laughs> except for security, and and, and the Chris Spanish Miller, broadcasters and the Spanish broadcasters is going on, where you hear like adios, pelota, you know that kind of thing, um, which is in the next room. So I'm sitting in Neil Solance's office. Right, I'm looking at pictures of his kids. It was, I don't know. It was, it was that moment where, you know, like from uh, the wedding crashers, he goes, "Oh man, your mom, the meatloaf, man." I was just freaking out. Yeah, you know, I do want some meatloaf. There was no meatloaf, um, but that's kind of how I felt. <laughs> um, so I don't, I don't know how long the first segment is. It, oh, by the way, thank you to all you raised people who didn't call. Like that would be everybody. By the way. I'm not singling anybody out. I'm singling everybody out. Was it three million people in the in the general Rays uh, baseball network? Uh, yeah. All right, big dog, you freaking people. I'm, that's what I felt like. Well, you know, maybe for the first segment that you know I get a call, but no one. So they're front runners. That's what the Rays fans are. They're front runners. You lose a game, they don't want to talk about it, and I think that's when you need to talk. <laughs> But nobody wanted to, so I just kept going and going and going. And there's a little time, you know, where they get the the feed from Bali on on Kevin Cash and um, you know Taylor Walls who who had a home run. Taylor Walls getting his power, by the way. He's got to be cheating, man. Those New York guys, right? Mm-hmm. They're all over it. Um, he's a really good ball player. Like his defense is sick, and if he starts swinging the bat like that. They sat Brandon Lau, by the way. 
which he pinch hit and drew a walk on some pitches that went his way. I I think that was a good thing. I think he needed a I think he needed a mental break, you know, because dude ain't gonna see a fastball for about twelve years, and so he's just gonna have to continue to make that adjustment. But he drew a big walk in the last inning. But yeah, you know, Taylor Walls already with is it five home runs? I think he had seven all of last year. Yes, he had his six tonight. Sixth, okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about that. Six. Where, where it was May 9th when he hit his sixth home run. I mean, that's that's a pretty good pace for a guy that doesn't play every day. You know, that's the other thing. It's not he's not in the lineup every single day. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so that's impressive. Not like it's not like he's Wander Franco or something like that. Franco, by the way, hit one a mile high and it just got over Cedric Mullins' glove. Like that was perfectly placed. So that was good to see. Um, and, and they were right there. They were a bloop and a blast away, and they got plenty of base runners on. But, yeah. again, Orioles played some Orioles good defense, bullpen, too. They did. They made some plays. You're right. They had the glove out so, tonight. Mateo, a couple plays, and a few others. But, I mean, they were, they played really well. They, they, they do what the Rays do. That's Very it. much so. You know what they do? They win a lot of three-to-two games, a lot of two-to-one games, a lot of one-run one run victories is what they are, mm-hmm. and you can see why they catch the ball, and they and the back end the bullpen is really good. Like not just good. This is one dude that pitch, Yenny or Kondo or Cano, Kondo. Listen to me, Yenny or Cano, right? Mm-hmm. This dude has given up two hits in sixteen innings, and his strikeout to to walk ratio was like nineteen and two or something. No, stupid, no walks. Man. No walks. Oh, no walks. No walks. Okay. Yeah. 19 strikeouts. That's right. No, no walks. walks. 19 to zero. Yeah. And his chase like, rate's 35%. It's insane. So he drops down. He also, so he has deception and about a 97 mile per hour fastball and a changeup and a cutter. Like, and he's about six foot four and a half. They bring guys out of the bullpen that look like they're sitting on somebody's shoulders <laughs> when they throw. It's just like, holy cow, how tall is this guy? Six foot eight, you know, like one dude that came in. And you talk about downhill throwing, man. Um, there, There's a reason they've won as many games as they have. If they get on top of you, you're going to scrap and claw. And here's the thing. The Rays did their job. They drew the walks. Um, they got guys on. They just couldn't get the big hit. Simple as that. If they get one hit with as many players as they had on base, they're still playing. It's a, it's at least a, a tie game and then some. And, you know, the Rays bullpen did a good job of holding them there and giving their team a chance to come back. But it just wasn't happening. And this Orioles team is going to be one to watch, you know, because, look, I, I don't know how long they're going to stay in it, but they're they're definitely on the rise. You know what I mean? Between, you know, Felix Batista and, and they just they swing the bats well and they do a lot of things right up there. I, I like the team I like the Orioles team. I think I think they're legit. I do. What if what if they made the I mean, they could make the postseason, right? It's early. I mean with three Possibly. wild cards, they should. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Extra wild card, you're right. I mean, right now they'd be the top wild card. Mm-hmm. And the second best team in the American League with the top wild card, and I I don't see him fading. I could be wrong. I don't see him fading. 
because I just think they're, you know, they're constructed well through the lineup up the middle. And, and then, you know, the bullpen is obviously really strong and the starting staff is good enough to beat anybody. So we'll see what they do. Game three, of course, is uh, tonight. Jalen Beek starting. That's interesting to me. And Jalen has kind of been up and down. You know, he's kind of been on that. It's my friend John Gruden. They're riding the Sheikra, man. He 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 kind of is all over the place, but as an opener, eh, I don't I don't mind this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know who's next, but yeah, I, Yanni Torino's doing the bulk innings. Tonight. Is Yanni next? So he could he you know the goal would be to, for him to give you two and turn it over Torino's. But mm-hmm. if if he was on a roll and wasn't using a lot of pitches, he might could could go deeper than that and let Torino's figure it up or finish it up. But um, depends on where you want Torino's to start in the lineup. True. You know, you want him to start yeah. with the fifth or sixth or seventh hitter, or are you yeah, okay true. starting at the top of the order if Beeks goes further? That's a good point. Yeah, they'll they'll try to mix and mash with that and and help him out. But um, it, it, yeah, it'd be nice. You know what we haven't talked series. about too was Garrett Clevenger being out for the season. Oh God, torn ACL torn looks ACL. like which it's, he had torn previously. What five years ago? I think. I feel for the guy, man. That's a that's a nine to ten month injury. But it, you know, the the thing about ACLs, I've seen dudes tear them. I've seen two or three guys tear them while, while I was there. A couple of them on a basketball court. Is that only they know what that feels like and the pain that you go through when it happens, and it's it's way too common. But like, it sucks, right, to have to go through that for nine months to know what's ahead, and and you know bury yourself in rehab like that. I, I, I feel for the dude because here's the thing. It was avoidable. And no one can say this because, I mean, it's, it's baseball. Things happen, right? No one's perfect. But he should not have been involved in the rundown. You know, the ball should have gone to the plate. They should have run the, the base runner back all the way, if not, you know, tagged out the runner. And he got he got involved in that. And it, the, when you watch it, it doesn't look like he twists his knee so severely that he pops it or, or whatnot. It's just everybody's anatomy is different, and he got himself in an awkward position. He even got up and tried to throw a couple pitches to see if he could do it, and he couldn't. So, yeah, it's uh, it's sad. It's too bad mm-hmm. for him. And now they got to go back on the waiver wire and, and, and find a left-handed relief. Well, they're going to sign Jake Diekman, who was just DFA'd mm-hmm. by the White Sox. That's right. They don't really have any lefties ready in Durham to come up. Yeah. And he right. was one of three right. lefties in the bullpen for them. So makes sense. So they're going to try Diekman, who still seems to have good velocity on his pitches, but wasn't pitching very well this year. So we'll see what the Rays mm-hmm. can do with him. You know, once they teach him how to cheat, and then you know he'll be much better. So, <laughs> well, yeah, I think I think <laughs> the pitch. I think Snyder knows all about that. Is what I think. But that's neither here nor there. I'm glad they doubled down on it, though. At least they're not backing off. They're getting tons of publicity. I mean, that's that's sort of the you know the key to uh, talk radio. Apparently, all right. I um, want to tell you guys how to save some money on your electric bill, and we've been saying this. It's May Electric Solar. They're a family-owned business. They've been operating here in the Tampa Bay area and and beyond for more than thirteen years. There's a lot of these companies out there, but May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. They guarantee their workmanship with a thirty-year labor and services warranty. Plus, with every installation, you get seven hundred. And $50 worth of surge protection. 
for all your appliances. That's what they're calling the May difference. If you visit their Hudson showroom, May Electric displays all their products that conduct on-site testing so you can see exactly what they're going to install and customize for your needs. Uh, plus, they don't use subcontractors. So all the people up there on the roof doing those solar panels, those are Billy May's guys. Start saving right now, today. Call the solar energy experts at May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. You can order a free estimate. Lower your electric bill all year long. That's May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. So, Rick, I got a couple notes on the Rays here real quick before we move on. Yes, sir. Yandy Diaz hitting into three double plays. Ties a team record. God. He's the third Rays batter to do so, joining Javier Valentin in 2003 and Ben Zobrist. Benji. I know Benji very well. Mm Mm-hmm. The other guy, not so much. Yeah, I think the date's wrong in this article because it says 2000. Three DPs, man. Yep. That's tough to go back to the dugout with six outs yep. around your neck. It's, it's, you know, and the Rays hitting into four double plays is the most since April 6th of 2017. So six, over gracious. six years since the Rays hit into four double plays. Yeah. Well, that, that whole thing's all about Orioles pitching, in my opinion. You know? They they did their job. They sure did, and the Rays were getting runners on. I mean, in order to hit the double plays, you got to have runners on too. So they couldn't have put more pressure on them, Steve. They had they had five guys at third base. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, um, left multiple guys on base almost every single inning. It was not for a lack of putting pressure, and that that's what impressed me about their bullpen is that these guys were in the highest of leverage situations, trying to cling to a two a two run lead. And didn't blink, you know, tonight they didn't blink. We'll see what happens when they play them again. But um, it was impressive. That's an impressive Orioles team. I, it's like, yeah, they could, they they got the, the construction. They can hang around for a while. So, um, yeah, it's good stuff. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And finally, our long national nightmare is over. The Bucks have, in fact, or are going to sign a number three quarterback, and his name is not Ryan Griffin, although he was number four last year anyway. Now, is, is this quarterback going to be in the competition that Baker Mayfield's already won but we're calling a competition, or, or is he definitely <laughs> the number three coming in? He is definitely the number three, at least – that's what they led him to believe. Of course, it's all subject to change. Um, John Wolford, who 27 years old, he was at the, the Rams for a very long time, played a lot of football uh, from Wake Forest. And, you know, the role that he has here, the, the, they had some criteria. One was, yeah, don't expect to ever start. <laughs> so it's like, we got our two guys. They're going to battle it out. You're just helping them. Let's not kid ourselves. If we sign you, you know, that's the way it is. But 
Wolfer's, I mean, Wolfer's done some stuff. You know, he's been around for a little while. And it's not like he's without experience. Mm-hmm. Now, he's going to be reunited, uh, I guess, uh, in Tampa. He was he was teammates with Baker Mayfield for, what, three weeks or whatever. They were both quarterbacks. Um, he's 2-2 two and two in the four starts that he's had in the league. He's completed, you know, passes for 626 yards and a touchdown. But five interceptions in seven career appearances. So you can see that he's still a little careless with the ball. Um, but this does not, you know, they, they needed three quarterbacks, but it doesn't mm-hmm. impact what they're doing at the top. You know, he, he's a, he's just a guy who can still play, and somebody thought that this would be a good opportunity for him, I suppose. Well, I, look, I mean, to be honest, it's a pretty good opportunity. If you're a number three quarterback in this league, mm-hmm. you're going to a team that's got Baker Mayfield, who former number one draft pick, has shown, uh, shown flashes at times and been very wobbly at other times. Mm-hmm. And the second string or the guy competing for the job has, what, played in one game, dressed twice, and no one really knows what he is? Right. I mean, you know, if you're John Wolford, do you have a chance to play some this year here? Going in as a number three quarterback? Yes. Now, you may not play. And I, I think if, if you are playing, then something went really bad for the Bucks, or Kyle Trash probably isn't the quarterback that the Bucks hope he is if you're playing John Wolford. Or, like I said, things went really bad and you got injuries. But Right. Um, it's probably a pretty good opportunity for him. I mean, you know, if you're going to sign anywhere as a number three. This is the place, yeah. This this isn't a bad spot to do that in. I mean, you know, no, you're the, what, the 31st team in the power rankings according to Peter King. Although others have him, the Bucks pretty low as well, too. And we can t- discuss that as well. John Romano wrote a great column about that. Yeah, it's it seems that they're kind of anywhere from what, like twenty first to thirty first, somewhere in that range, that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It's kind of where they live. I have much less problem with twenty first than I do with thirty first. Um, what do you, what what are you basing them, the theory that they're going to be the next to worst team in football? I just, I. I, I to me, that, that's telling happen. you that's telling you don't believe in Baker Mayfield as a quarterback, or Kyle Trask. Yeah. Well, I, I don't, don't think anybody has any clue what Kyle Trask is, so you're not. <laughs> no gonna, one believes. In you're Kyle not going. I'm just saying you're not going to go. Well, they're the 20th best team because they got a good quarterback in Kyle Trask. I mean, you don't know what he is yet. That's a, it's a referendum. You're exactly right. This th- that ranking is a referendum on the quarterback situation. Period. And and maybe well, the coach. I, I would say the coach, and I would also say. An offensive line that was pretty bad last year that isn't better. Porous, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at that line this year compared to last year. Do you think it's better? I, I don't going I don't in. Know. I mean, going I, in. Your, I mean, your thoughts. I mean, obviously players can get better. We'll see what Tristan Wirfs looks like on the left side. We'll see if Luke Gedeke can play right tackle. Saying, yeah, I don't know how you could go in saying we're better. I don't. That's what I'm saying. You may end up being better, and and. Maybe the play calling in the new in the new offense will make this line better yeah, as well. Too. I mean, there's, there's lots of things play to do. Action and boots. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, so they may end up being better, but you can't go in looking at it going, "Well, More they had better, a porous yeah. offensive line last year, and they're a lot better." No, they didn't do anything to fix it. They, they, you know, that's where they swung and missed in the draft. Is 
you know, usually teams say we're going to go with the best player on the board, and what they mean is best player on the board at a need position. But these cats, they swung and missed and, and didn't get that tackle. And and I think it's I think it's going to come back to bite them. You know, depending on, on how and Luke Gedeke, if he's the answer over there, fantastic. I think Tristan can do whatever he wants to. But I don't think this story is written yet. I, I, I think we're still a ways from them figuring out. And how about Kansas City saying, oh, we're good with Donovan Smith. He didn't play well for you? Come on over, man. You can protect the best quarterback in the game at left tackle. Well, he couldn't protect the best quarterback of all time last year, so. <laughs> I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, hey, Andy, um, do you guys got tape, right? And, and, yes, his elbow was hurt. There's no question. And, yes, he's been a good tackle throughout the balance of his career. But it's really bad. It was really bad. Like, you don't, you don't play tackle with your elbow if you're, if you're not moving your feet. Like, if my feet don't move, it's not because my elbow hurts. And that and like the effort was just it was awful. Technique was bad. The effort was bad. There's just nothing good about it. And he protected the greatest quarterback of all time. And now you're going to go try to put this guy on Patrick Mahomes' blind side and say we're no, we're good there. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think there might be some competition for him. You know, for him to win the job, but surprising to me that you know they after you look at the tape that I, I'm I frankly had resigned myself to thinking that Donovan Smith's not playing football that that's probably going to be it and yet it's got another chapter with with a Super Bowl champion it's remarkable all right well we'll be back tomorrow to talk about the Rays wrapping up their series against the Baltimore Orioles and yes I will be on Rays radio network uh, with the post game on that one and then the Bucks coaches, they're going to be available for us tomorrow on the, see, this would be the offensive side. So we'll have a chance to talk to new offensive coordinator Dave Canales about his plans for the, you know, the playbook, things that he has to have begun to install now that they're in OTAs. And minicamp begins on the weekend on Friday and Saturday. Before that, the schedule, the NFL schedule is set to release at 8 p.m. on Thursday. So busy week of stuff. Get your mailbag questions in. We'll do this, some of that tomorrow, I think, uh, for sure. And you can send them to us on Twitter at SportsATB. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud, or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody.